Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. This week, of course, importantly, is uh, Maternity Mental Health Week. Actually, it's probably a bit, really bad idea that in the news today, of course, we just heard that Ireland is only second behind Malta when it comes to badly paying women during maternity leave. But anyway, that's a whole other question. and Maybe we'll get to that as well. Uh, maternal Health, Mental Health Awareness Week is a week, a uh, long-going campaign dedicated to talking about mental health problems during and after pregnancy. And joining me today to talk more about the importance of maternity mental health is Adele Kane, Senior Mental Health Social Worker and uh, Dr. Eva Menton, who's also Senior Clinical Psychologist on the Specialist Perinatal Mental Health Team at the National Maternity Hospital. Good evening to you, or good afternoon to you, ladies. Hello, Niall. Was Hi, Niall. I tell you what, that was a mouthful there to get out of the end, was it? <laughs> Eva, I'm sure you get that all the time. You've got a good title there, Eva. It's impressive, all right. <laughs> yeah. But look, both, to both of you, I'll come to you first in relation to this, Eva. I mean, it's a really important week and it's really important that we make people aware that this exists. You know, perimenatal uh, depression exists, postnatal depression, postnatal psychosis. All these different things exist and people need to understand them. It's really important, isn't it? Absolutely, Niall, yeah. I mean, I suppose... Um, you know, we probably don't talk enough about um, the, the the impact on women's psychological and emotional well-being in the perinatal period. So that's pregnancy. It actually includes conception. And, you know, obviously people can be on a long journey to, you know, a long fertility journey in, in becoming pregnant. So we don't want to lose sight of that either. And then, um, you know, we have to think about how we experience pregnancy, um, the type of birth women have um, and birthing people have, mm-hmm. and then that postnatal period and how um, how we navigate the adjustment to taking on this big, big job of being a parent. So um, we really need to think about the psychological and emotional well-being of, of, of women and, and indeed men or the other parent um, in, in, you know, giving it equal weight and importance as, as the physical journey of, of pregnancy, birth and, and the postnatal period. So it's really, really important. Adele, I suppose you're more on the front line when it comes to supporting people who've been in this situation. And I suppose how we spot it is the important thing. So, you know, if you've got a husband or a partner who's with his wife and she's maybe pregnant for the first time three or four months in, I mean, is there signs that you can look out for? I mean, and I don't know whether, because pardon my ignorance, whether it's clinical or whether it's just environmental that creates this depression, but is there signs that we can look out for? Yeah, so I suppose all of us go into motherhood with these expectations that, you know, pregnancy will be wonderful for us and We'll have these wonderful mix of hormones and, you know, we'll, we'll start to grow and love our baby and feel wonderful about the experience that, uh, that we're about to embark on. But the reality of the situation uh, is, you know, that for some women, it's taken a long time to become pregnant. And, and, you know, with that comes a toll and a toll on us emotionally. For some women, they might find themselves in situations where perhaps they got pregnant sooner than they imagined. And it takes them a little bit of time to adjust to that. And then for some women, you know, they might be struggling with physical complications of pregnancy or perhaps a previous loss or a number of So there'll be an anxiety there as well. Yes, exactly. And what we, you know, the goal of our team is to meet women early on in the pregnancy journey to really help them understand the changes that they're experiencing or perhaps the anxiety that they're experiencing is entirely normal. And for a lot of women, once they get that reassurance and once they understand the huge changes that they're experiencing, you know, they really feel really reassured by that. You know, 
I mean, can, can I, I mean, as a man, I mean, I've already had three children and they're 20, over 20 years of age. It's a bit late for me. But as a man, a man listening today who might have a young wife, young couple, you know, they're getting pregnant for the first time or even maybe the second or third time. He just didn't do it right the first time. How can, how can we support or how can we spot? Because I think that's what's important about this week too, that it's not just for women. It's about their partners helping them as well and helping to support them. So how do we spot those signs or how do they spot the signs themselves? So, exactly. I suppose the first thing you want to open up the, about the conversation about, you know, how, how are you feeling? How, how are you feeling about the pregnancy? How are, how are you managing your sleep? How are you managing physical changes in the pregnancy? How do you feel about your body? And I suppose if a woman is coming to us and they're saying, look, they can't find any joy in this pregnancy, they're really struggling to connect with the baby. You know, those are signs and those are, those are, these are lots of really wonderful opportunities for us to be able to intervene with women to help them along the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the women we want to see early. And one of the reasons I suppose I wanted to come on today Niall, as as a social worker on the team, lots of women will come in to us and they'll say, look, I was really afraid to kind of admit that I was feeling certain ways about my baby or feeling certain ways about the pregnancy. And, you know, you know, we know from many years of experience that as soon as the earlier we intervene with women who are experiencing some of these difficulties, you know, we can the really the better outcomes for these women. And sometimes people will say to me as a social worker, look, I was kind of afraid to say this to you because I was afraid suddenly you'd think I was an unfit mother. And for most women, you know, it's the most important job for them. And, and you know, it's, it's something they've been looking forward to for so long that they really want to try and get it right. And we're here to support them on that journey. And Aoife, in relation to, you know, the questions that people have, and I I'll often hear women say, oh, my mother had postnatal depression or perinatal depression, or my mother went through this. And Does that necessarily mean that the daughter's going to, going to go through it? I mean, are these things hereditary? I mean, I suppose nobody knows really the answer to that. There's certainly been no, you know, specific genes that have been identified for any kind of mental health difficulty or mental illness. Um, and I suppose what we would, you know, what we would say is that it's a mix of, of you know, genetics and environment. It's a mix of nature and nurture. Um, and, you know, w- one influences the other. So they're, they're both important. And, you know, one of the things that... Uh, women and men experience in the journey into parenthood is their own experience of being parented and a lot of that can can come up and can really come to the surface in this psychological and emotional journey that that women are on and and men in pregnancy to a degree obviously you know women are carrying a, a baby or a birthing person is carrying the baby so it's a kind of a different experience but Sometimes it can be, um, sometimes the distress can come from that place of making sense of your own experience of being parented and maybe that experience was not, um, was not optimal for you or, you know, maybe you didn't um, enjoy um, a safe environment growing up and um, sometimes women worry then, like, how can, I, how can I offer this to my child if I didn't have it myself or how can we navigate this experience if I didn't really have a roadmap or a model of how to do that when I was a child myself. Um, but I suppose what's really important, as, as Adele has, has already said, is that, you know, with the right support, people um, can and do, you know, recover from these distresses and these difficulties. So don't be embarrassed by it. Don't absolutely. be afraid. To, I mean, absolutely. it's like when we talk about depression, it's OK to feel not OK. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But equally, we don't want you to be feeling not OK for a long time because, you know, we, we, while, while um, um what's the saying pain pain isn't a choice but suffering is optional we don't want women to feel like they have to kind of 
carry this burden on their own or indeed their partners. Um, and it, can, suppose, it can become very serious too because we have do, we have talked about postnatal depression mm-hmm. and postnatal psychosis mm-hmm. before in the year. We've had women come on and tell their stories mm-hmm. and some of the stories have been horrendous. Like mm-hmm. One woman had to get away from the house, left the baby on her own mm-hmm. and went to a car park and cried her eyes out in the back of the car and was going to take her own life. Yeah. I mean, these stories are real stories sure. and, and that it can go, I'm not suggesting for a minute that all pregnant uh, women will end up like mm-hmm. in that situation, mm-hmm. but it can get that bad if it's not, right. I suppose, addressed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and part of that, I think, also is, you know, maybe the, the shame that women can feel. And there is, a, there is a, you know, unfortunately, I think there's still a lot of stigma around um, mental health illnesses or mental health distresses or difficulties in this period of life because there's so much... Um, there's so much pressure on on women and men to to present themselves a certain way when they're pregnant or in the postpartum period or even in terms of talking about the type of birth that they had um you know was I successful in the birth that I had or did I fail because I had a section rather than a, a vaginal delivery or um you know and then breastfeeding obviously can be another um thing That's, that, that can that be women huge can anxiety for women find very yes. challenging absolutely so there's lots of different i suppose roadblocks that we face and there's certain you you know, social and cultural narratives around these different things that I think can further exacerbate women and men's experience of, of, of what's expected of them. And there can be very gendered and very stereotypical ideas of what women should be doing as mothers and what men should be doing as fathers. And, you know, we can all get really tied up in that and internalise those, those in, you know, those, those very toxic narratives. And there's also, I mean, only today, of course, it's in the news, there's that pressure to go back to work again because mm-hmm. Ireland is only second behind Malta when mm-hmm. it comes to paying women who mm-hmm. take maternity leave. That yeah. certainly doesn't help yeah. uh, the Awareness Week at all. Uh, but in relation, I suppose, if I could ask you, Adele, in relation to, say, the pandemic, that must have been had a devastating effect on women coming forward. And also, has there been a rise in the amount of women coming forward or is this something we seem to be getting a handle on? Gosh, you know, you're dead right, I suppose. Lots of mothers will tell us, you know, the, the lifelines they have when they have their newborn baby is the support from other mums. So, like, sitting down at a mother and baby group or a breastfeeding group talking about just how challenging the early newborn stage can be with baby. You know, that sense of acknowledging that you're all in the trenches together can be hugely supportive and validating for women. And what we did see in the pandemic is, number one, I suppose women were having to come through the hospital through all of their pregnancy and sometimes through delivery on their own without their partners, without their support. They were left, with, you know, you know, struggling on their own to try and breastfeed their baby without their partners present beside them. And then going home, perhaps not having the support of extended family that could come over to help out to hold the baby while you have a shower. And then, of course, all of the, the groups in the community, they all disappeared in COVID. And for sure, they, those, you know, those, the loss of those supports really mm-hmm. impacted on women and thankfully now we're seeing that a lot of those supports are, are all opening up again and they really really are invaluable so when we when a woman comes back to us perhaps after they have their baby and, and they are struggling you know one of the first things we say to us okay say to them is like okay well what kind of support do you have around you you know are you meeting other moms that you can chat about some of these challenges and they'll always say to us you know that is so helpful to understand that they're not on their own that some of the experiences that actually, you know, they're not actually postnatal depression. It's just the transition and yeah. the challenges. And I'm not, see, I'm not a woman and I will never understand that feeling. And I'm sure mm. maybe both of you will or have, or many women listening today have, of that first pregnancy 
of, mm. you know, a human being growing inside you and the anxiety that can create because, of course, it's something that you've never experienced in your life before. And I, I have no understanding of what that must feel like. So I'm sure it plays havoc with people's mental mm. health and it has to uh, because of the, of the way it is. But I suppose you're right. Both of you are right. Once you get the support and the experiences of other people and listen to the experiences of other people, it puts your mind at ease, I suppose. Is that really the way that works? Yeah, absolutely. And, and something Ethan might talk about more is this, this we, we talk to women a lot about this uh, new concept, or maybe not for a new concept, but a concept called matrescence. Now, you'll all be familiar with that term because it sounds very like adolescence, but just it's, it's allowing women to understand that the process that they're experiencing or the journey that, that, that they're on is, is sometimes challenging. It's not all, it's not, it's not all good, it's not all bad, but it is a journey. And I suppose, you know, when we are, we can often be so kind and caring to our adolescents, recognizing that there's a period of growth for them where there's a huge amount of hormonal change and huge amount of shift and that, you know, uh, that they need to go through in order to, to emerge into adulthood. Well, we now understand the same in terms of motherhood. So you suddenly don't wake up the moment you have your baby and uh, you're not suddenly able to understand how to care for and look no, after your baby. No, there's no book. <laughs> no. We, we always said that for years, you don't get a book with a child. Uh, but it's something we naturally, I suppose, uh, like most animals in the animal kingdom, we understand how to nurture and how to, to raise a child. But maybe, I suppose, Aoife, you could address that too, just finally in relation, I suppose, and by the way, getting back to COVID as well, it must have been devastating for partners not to be able to be with their, uh, you know, their pregnant wives or their pregnant girlfriends or whatever it happened to be, be and which I suppose really compounds the problem of mental health during mm-hmm. that period of time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I suppose, you know, what we are not doing well enough and it's something we need to keep getting better at is how we think about including um, partners and the other, the other parent into this maternity process. Um, and, and certainly, you know, the restrictions that were in place really emphasise how um, how difficult that was was for women to not have those supports and that person who, you know, is going to be their supporter and um, and the person who knows them best, hopefully, in, in that mm. space to help them. Are, so, the, are all those restrictions gone now? Are they all gone? Uh, yes, so uh, certainly in, in the National Maternity Hospital, um, partners are an, a nominated partner is welcome to attend all all appointments as okay. previously. So that's that's a welcome change, obviously. Okay. Okay. Um, but but it's certainly something we need to think more about because I suppose one of the things we do know about, um, you know, if if a woman is struggling with her own mental health during this period, it can have an impact on their partner, and their partner's mental health can also be impacted, and vice versa. So we mm-hmm. need to think about all the all the supports that are around a woman um, including her partner and how they're both navigating this together um, and you know and, and, and what support they need and I suppose just you know that point that you made Noel, about the concept of kind of maternal instinct I think sometimes as well what can trip us up is this idea that this you know you're going to have your baby and all of a sudden um, you know you're kind of going to be imbibed by the the spirit of, of mothering and that's not how it works maternal instinct is also something that develops over time for your for, as you get to know your baby more you get to understand what they need and you get to read their cues and your confidence in, in knowing your your own role of, of being a mother and a father and what your baby needs is 
something that can also develop over time. So sometimes, you know, women and men might go into this journey thinking that it'll just all fall into place without without any kind of time time or effort needed. And, and that's, that's also a bit of a fallacy as well. So there's lots of myths we need to debunk around this period um, mm-hmm. because I think that's also a big contributor to, to the distress that women and, and, and men can feel. Absolutely, because of course, you know, when a, uh, you know, a woman is just about to have the baby, maybe she's eight and a half months pregnant, mm-hmm. the first thing on her mind then is when the baby is born, will I be a good mother? Mm-hmm. Will I be able to handle it? What am I going to do at night? Mm-hmm. You know, will I be able to breastfeed? All those questions start yeah. coming into mind and that in turn can create more anxiety. Well, look, Absolutely. It's wonderful to talk to both of you and once again, just to remind people, this week is Maternity Mental Health Week so we want to be very conscious of it as well. And if people are out there listening, they're pregnant, maybe they're anxious, maybe they're feeling a little bit depressed or down, What's the best way, maybe Aoife, what's the best way they can contact somebody? Is it to get a referral from the local GP? Yeah, so um, at, you know, at a booking appointment when you come into any of the maternity hospitals, you'll be asked about your emotional and psychological well-being and you, that'll be something that will be checked in with you throughout your pregnancy. Um, but certainly um, the team that we have in Hollis Street is replicated in the Rotunda and in the Coombe and in um, Galway and Limerick and Cork and then in the smaller maternity units around the country they we have a, a mental health specialist, mental health midwife so there's a lot more that has happened in the last few few years around um, being more aware of and asking more questions of women and um, and 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 how they're feeling, so you can you can you know share how you're feeling with with your GP or a midwife um, at any of your antenatal appointments, um, and and they can make a referral. Your public health nurse can make a referral to to any of the six teams, and then when you're in the hospitals, um, the mental health midwives um, on our team are available um, to support women if they come in, you know, before their baby arrives or when they're on the postnatal ward, so we can follow up with with women then. So. Okay. There's there's lots of different routes to accessing us. Listen, i got to thank you both. Uh, Adele, thank you very much indeed for coming on the air today. And Dr. Eve mentioned as well, I appreciate both you coming on the air today to talk to us. Thanks a million, Niall. Take thanks care. Thanks a million. Bye. Bye. Okay. Um, if you, again, uh, as she mentioned already, I suppose the best route is if you are pregnant, obviously you will be visiting the hospital, talk to them there and they, they will assign you to the special teams that are in relation to that. But if indeed, if you want to do it externally, of course, you can go to your own GP and probably get a referral as well. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show.